Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Hey, JC. Hey. JC, you know, I was listening to the show the other day, and I was thinking, and this is all you, man. It's all you. How wonderful our sound sounds these days. I mean, okay. it's just uh, real. I mean, we've those of you longtime listeners, you know that we've had some struggles with sound equipment and stuff. And I just I just wanted to take a second or two to be grateful today to say thank you so much for all the hard work, JC, to thank you for the effort that you put in to make sure that we sound good. OK. And I sure. just want to no say problem. thank you. Sure. No problem. Look at all these people in our chat rooms today. Welcome from w- say that again for me. What? Your Belinda, your Belinda, your Belinda, California. I'm not. I'm not familiar with that place. JC is though. Uh, lots of California people here. Uh, Arizona, Virginia, East Virginia Shore, Eastern Shore, Maryland, Duck, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Did you know there was a Duck, North Carolina? I did. I actually. Um, we we have a mutual friend who's from Duck Puddle, Maine. <laughs> yeah. Duck Puddle, Maine. How would you like to have that as your address? Duck Puddle, Maine. I think that's really, really cool. This is our, our chat room here in Facebook or in YouTube. Look at all these people. Kansas, Indiana. Uh, keep going here. Central Valley, California. Another Kansas in the house. Oh, look, we've got our first commercial, JC. Uh, looks like it's a Trump one this time, though. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> So I have some fun for us today, JC. Some 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 fun. The episode's called Having Fun with the Liberty Troll of the Month. Okay. And of the month? Of the month. Oh. I, you know, I just wanted to make it sound important. Like this guy won the award. So why did this guy win the Liberty Troll of the Month award? Because he actually went out of his way to send me a private message. And so I thought that, you know how I am, I like to make these things as a little learning tool, and I like to bring you in on it because you have the humor side of it. Oh, there's Mac in the background. Mac's getting comfortable, everybody. Say hello to Mac. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know, and, and you like to add the, the um, humor to it because you have a lot less patience than I do. So here we go. This is actually the troll guy who got in touch with me. Now, let me give you a little background so you can see. His name is Patrick James. He is from Vermont, and he is a political uh, poli-sci and philosophy major, apparently graduated in 2016. Right? I don't know. Congratulations. Yeah. So, uh, oh, I should have probably said, uh, warning, there's some bad language in this. There you go. Warning, there's some bad languages. His first two words to me. Can you believe that? I mean, that's how he opens up the whole thing to me. <laughs> I was like, you went out of your way to send me a private message to tell me that? And so my response was, is that what they teach you in political in poli-sci? Because, I mean, I, I, I don't respond to trolls. I actually go back and, and look because a lot of times they're... they're um, you know, thing will tell you who give you lots of ammunition about them, right? And so he starts off with dumb bit, right? And then he says, and I, I asked him, is is that what they teach you in poli sci? 
He says, maybe you should take a science class or two. You're putting others' lives at stake, risk uh, lives at risk by spewing your anti-mask BS. Only he says the word. Uh, I'd love to see your medical doctorate. I said, when COVID spreads, to, he spread. He says, when COVID spreads to nursing homes or infects those with pre-existing conditions, people lie. That's a fact. B. And so I said, I have a degree in biochemistry. Is that enough science for you? <laughs> he says, he says, you're not entitled. I love this. This is this is a common thing that they come back at you, JC. You're not entitled to your own facts. I I would really. I would love to have a better combat back for something like that because I, I don't even know how to respond to uh, you are not entitled to your own facts because you could pick that apart and be like, well, facts are not my own, right? Facts are facts. But he says, if you have a degree, you should understand, or maybe you do understand you just have no empathy or regard for human life Maybe you're just scum who cares more about individual freedoms than the well-being of others. Mm-hmm. See, that's a very interesting comment to me, JC. Where, what were his facts, by the way? No, no, we're getting to them. Okay. We're, we'll get to them. It's, it's very interesting, but what I want you to say is they're, they're typical troll facts or typical troll presentations of facts. But I thought that very interesting. You're a scum who cares more about individual freedoms than the well-being of others. Man, I'm going to tell you, Karl Marx would, like, (laughs) hire this guy tomorrow. Right? Seriously. Needs to learn a little bit of history. All right. So Patrick uh, continues and says, uh, so... Oh, I'm sorry. I left off my comment. I said, maybe I do understand and you are deceived. He says, wow, good one, Descartes. (laughs) We've got a real skeptic here, edgy. You think the death of thousands is deception? Our countries shut down, other countries shut down harder and longer than we did, and now they're in better positions than we are. You're a dumb piece of sh for using your platform the way you do. You are personally responsible for deaths. Hmm. I love this. This It's still no facts yet, right, though? Still no facts. My facts are bad. My facts are dangerous. I'm killing people, but he's got something. Hope that makes you feel like a good person. Lose your individualistic mindset. You are human garbage. This is, is this, this is the indoctrination, right? This is total indoctrination that they get in the colleges. What is, what is, what is the hatred, JC, for individual liberty? What is the hatred for the individual? I I, I don't know, man. I, I it just it it's it's a curiosity. My take, yeah. My take. I grew I grew up in a place in North Florida called Five Points, <laughs> and this is the point where you get your ass beat <laughs> saying that in person. Right. Well, then that's the other thing about social media. You'll say things to people in social media that you would never say to them. Hashtag in their just face. saying. Hashtag just saying. Okay, so now we get to the, to the presentation of Mr. James' facts. Are you ready? Because the troll's facts come in the form of... A meme? Memes, <laughs> right? So his facts are, oh boy, time to log into Facebook.com and tell people that wearing a piece of cloth on your face to protect vulnerable people from death or permanent damage is literally tyranny. And then he's got some kid with some... 
you know, old-fashioned racing goggles and a tinfoil hat on. Except that a piece of cloth, cloth on your face protects no one. Yeah, exactly. But that's but see, so, those are his facts now, right? That, that's that, that's the extent of his facts. No, no, no. The way you're gonna go. Okay. He's 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 got t- he's got a few more memes for us, right? So uh, this is what's interesting. He says, okay, now we have. We have the whole uh, Petri dish thing, the bacteria from respiratory droplets spread by no mask and masked, which comes from nowhere. It's not a controlled scientific study. And the scientific study has already been proven to be false. Okay. First off, let me explain something to you. I don't know if, if you can see this. Maybe I should make it just a little bit bigger here so that you can see this. I actually was a biochemist. All right. Um, this is this this can't even be the test, right? Because I want you to see this little trace pattern here. See these little trace patterns? What this is is when you take this this there's an individual wand that you use in microbiology, and you know the things you used to blow bubbles with thing. It looks like a bubble wand, but it's really, really tiny. Mm. And what you do is you touch the surface of something, and then you go, shoot, right, like that. Do the swirly movement on it. That's where you get the swirly movement thing right there. So what they did with this, this this has got to be completely fake. This is somebody actually wiped something on all these petri no, dishes. No, these are actually petri dishes with bacteria, but these are not petri dishes from a sneeze or singing or talking or two coughs. Right. These are petri dishes from somebody who swabbed the petri dish with something that they touched with the wand. So they had to actually touch something with the wand and swab it. Now let me give you a little background since my scientific experience and knowledge is always called into question the reason that you do this in a microbiology lab is to get so that you get to the point where you not only study how much growth because this is a lot of growth right but what you want to do is isolate a single colony so what you do is you start here with this one And you swab, swab, swab. So this is probably the original format, and then they swabbed it here to isolate an individual colony. So when you touch the wand and you swipe it, by the end of your swipe, you have fewer colonies on there, and it's easier to isolate the colonies. Does that make sense? So this, in my humble yet professional experience, this is fake. This is absolutely fake. This is not from a sneeze, not from singing, not from talking. Poly Sci Lab. Maybe the he. The Philosophy Lab. The Philosophy Lab, right? <laughs> but what I'm telling you, you, you is this picture has to lab, be false. Right? Like a real lab. Yeah. I actually worked <laughs> in a real, in, in many real labs where I actually did these things, you know, with the swabby things, right? And so, uh, and, then, and then his other meme to me is, uh, you know, the I ain't wearing no mask. Uh, in your business starter pack, right? So we're talking about his scientific evidence as opposed to the <laughs> scientific evidence that I provided that that he's calling me a dumb bee for. Now, I thought this was really funny because here's his, this is another meme he sent, his scientific evidence, uh, you know, where he says, his little meme is, here's a link to a National Academy's meta-analysis of dozens of studies clearly contradicting your post's main point. Um, he never sent me anything. Right. He never sent me anything. Memes. He memes. And here's the other meme. I actually like this one because 
This one would tell me, uh, identify a business that I would not want to go in and see. So you, uh, it's a little bit small, so let me read it for you. It says, if you cannot wear a mask due to a medical condition, ask yourself if you should be going to a business during a pandemic. If you are making up a medical condition to avoid wearing a mask, please don't waste your time coming into my business and or don't come into my business wasting our time with your crap. And that's all followed by the part that says the virus magically ceases once you're seated eating and drinking. Yes, right. So the <laughs> right because the whole thing right there is if you're standing or either inside or on the patio please wear a mask. Once seated, you know, drinking or eating, we do not require you wear a mask. Because according to the meta-analysis of dozens of studies, viruses <laughs> cease to function when the person is in the seated position. Right, so I'm still trying. I'm we learned that in our poli-sci philosophy class so he, in Vermont. So he totally, totally uh, carpet bombs me with these memes. So like, boom, 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 right? And I'm like, oh, great. Okay, so I said... Um, you're not entitled to create your own facts. I said, I'm not creating facts. I'm simply sharing them. And then I said, I see you like at hominin. Do you know that is bad argument technique and an admission that you see the value and authority of my position? He says, I'm very familiar. I'm still trying to engage him, right? I'm trying to pull him into some kind of intellectual discussion, <laughs> and he's not having it, right? He says, I'm very familiar with ad hominem. The only thing keeping me from a law degree is disability. Mental disability. <laughs> he says, we're not in a GD courtroom. Recognizing the problem is the first <laughs> step to recovery, Patrick. <laughs> he says, so that's good. You're, you're, you're headed in the right direction. Yeah. He says, we're not in a D GD courtroom. Uh, I'm merely calling out your BS. And I accidentally hit the thumbs up thing. I hate that thumbs up button because I'm always flinging those little thumbs up out there. I don't even mean to. So I don't know if that triggered him, but I was kind of happy after I sent it. I said ad hominem is not a legal term. It's a logic and reason term, and it applies to all argument, control, courtroom or not. I understand qualified modal logic. You love these 24-year-old kids when they throw know, out the, right? all these terms that they learned in their college classes. Which reminds <laughs> me... And call that understanding. Yeah, right. Which reminds me of the movie Goodwill Hunting, <laughs> right? right? I, my exactly. brain always goes back to Goodwill Hunting when they throw out stuff like... So his response to my yeah, explanation the, the, of what the, a hominin is... The prep for the Ivy League prep in the bar. Yeah, where he starts right. quoting the, the pieces from the textbook and... And then, who is that? Matt, Matt Damon, Damon or whoever Matt Damon. As, as the character rattles off the rest of the sentence before he can finish. And, and I think points out the, pa the book and the page. Yeah, where right, it's right, at. right. So it's how all these conversations all sound of these good. You know, yeah. I, I graduated in 2016 from blah, 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 which means, you know, probably went in straight out of high school. He's 24 years old. Uh, and and he knows everything and remembers these terms. Yeah, <laughs> from his high school yeah. classes. and and he's not. I took a logic class. And he's I not working. I understand Venn diagrams. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, mind you, his whole his whole slinging rocks at me to begin with is because I have no medical background. I yeah. have no science background now. But maybe because he has a political science degree he thought maybe he qualified to speak about scientific things i don't know maybe well, that's what he got it's interesting that 
thing about character, and he reveals his character through the entire conversation with, oh, his, we get with there. his vile attacks. Yeah. And, you know, he says, I understand quantified. Inability to argue. Yeah, he says, I understand quantified modal logic. I'm quite familiar <laughs> with all the logical terms. <laughs> if I'm attacking your character, it's because you have a shitty character. Right now he's slinging names again. That's True. all. It's not a means to further my argument. Good thing. Yeah, because <laughs> you're making my point for me. I said, so I guess you aren't ready to move beyond juvenile name calling to a real discussion. Now we're going to get, this is the end, okay? Mm. This is the end. I said, uh, uh, he's, I said so, so that's a yes. Jumping to conclude. Oh, I missed one. Oh, golly gee whiz. I missed a whole section. All right, here we go. We'll pull that up real quick. Anyway, because this is, this is the really good part. I'm going to pull it up here on, on my Facebook page so you can go ahead and read it. I actually screen captured all of this because I don't understand Facebook so much. And I was worried because I, I, felt, I felt him blocking me, right? I felt him blocking me. You knew it was coming? I knew it was coming. And so uh, I was ready. Oh, there it is. It's disappeared. He blocked me. All right, so I can't, can't grab that. There. Uh, I did grab it, though. Anyway, I don't know where it went to. Um, but he, he, got, he got into his whole uh, kicking me in the pants about, you know, and, and name-calling. And I hate it when I take all this time to be prepared and then, then I don't get it right. Uh... Yeah, all right. Well, I must have missed that part. So anyway, you'll have to trust me when I tell you I'm making up my own facts, right? So I said, uh, he, he jumped into calling me names again. And I said, so that's a yes. Jumping to conclusions, ad hominem, appeal to authority. You just said a fruit salad of faulty logic and bad argument. Seems to me that your statements speak a great... Uh, speak a great deal about your character and your inability to listen and engage in discussions. Uh, thank you for classifying yourself. I won't feel bad when you walk away from this opportunity. Now, I remember now because he said, uh, you know, because I had said in there, why don't we have a discussion? He says, uh, your like doesn't actually have discussions. You have an inability to listen, and so it's impossible to engage in a conversation with you because you're just a dumb A, mm -hmm. right? And then I said, uh, <laughs> and then, you know, it all barked down. I said, are you actually out of high school? Just asking for the purpose of accuracy when I talk about you on my show. <laughs> He says, ah, ha, ha, okay. So then I respond back to him. 16 might be his age. Yeah, 16 might be his age. You're yeah. graduated. Yeah, right. So then I, I, I responded back to him, and then I get the little, I get the little red message, right? Mm. I get the little red message that uh, I can't send, and so now I know that I'm blocked. Right. So that was my fun with the troll. He had to run the for troll. his coloring books. Yes. In his safe space. Yes. <laughs> Go get it. Counseling at the student union. But what's interesting is I want, I do this because I want to encourage people. I don't usually engage in these people in private because for me it's about the audience. And in this particular case, there is no audience. Right. But this was sort of an exercise in mental gymnastics for me because he just, it was like, JC, he jumped in with those two words 
and it was like, oh, no, we're on. It's on, right? It's on. We're, I'm, I'm, it was like a challenge. Can I actually talk to this person? So I was trying to rise to the challenge of it all and, 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 and see if I could reach somebody that may or may not have been like me at that age, mm. right? Because remember, when I got out of college, I was a hardcore socialist. I mean, y- you know how bold I am about my speech. Now, can you imagine <laughs> me bold as, an, as, a, as a socialist, eugenic-believing uh, uh, atheist who hated God, which I know is a not really what is like an oxymoron, an atheist that hates God, <laughs> right? An atheist that hates God. That's an oxymoron. Cause I hate what I believe. I don't believe doesn't exist. exist. Yeah, <laughs> I hate what I believe yeah, I doesn't exist. All right. So <laughs> Anti- I was trying the word to read is anti-theist. Anti-theist, right? But I was trying to, to see if I could reach him in any way, shape, or form. Plus, again, it was like. And so I just wanted to, I want to encourage people to engage because it sharpens the sword. And how many of you out there leave these kind of discussions and think, oh, I should have said that? Probably not JC. He's better about this than I am. But I I do. I I always leave it and I think, oh, I should have said that. Oh, I should have done that. Oh, I should have done that. That's the learning moment because next time it happens, then I have that in my ammo pouch, right? So yeah. I, I, love, I love this kind of engaging. And in, in for me, it's fun to watch them spiral out of control, <laughs> right? Because yeah. they're always, because yeah, like somebody said in the chat room, <laughs> they're always going to run away. Right. They're always going to run away. And, or and they, it, it's all, it always devolves into their profanity and threatening. And, oh, man, he and, started uh, off with it, though. Oh, that's, just, yeah. you know. I'm going so to kill people. You already know. I'm killing people. You're dealing with a vile person. Yeah, right. So. And he was trying to tell me my character was bad. Right. Right? Well, that, that's project. What is that? Transference, projection. That's one of yeah, those projection. psychological I, I, terms. In the, in probably, I bet if you, you scrolled his, his feed, he I can't some, anymore. Some he blocked sort of, me. <laughs> he's probably got some, some rant about misogyny and that sort of thing, but he'll, he'll call up, he'll, you know, private message a female and cuss at her and threaten her but you probably find that sort of touchy-feely women's lib see jc you just thought page. of it you just told me it's, with that words right there i should have started off with i'm sorry sir do you always speak to women like that right because that would have been great to just simply are you are you a misogynist do you always speak well to it's women like, like I, that? I i have a meter that just kind of goes off you know i you have a f- <laughs> you have a few exchanges like I I try to share reason that was went on today on the Instagram. Um, oh, you had a you had a troll moment. I it was on somebody else's post. It was oh, uh, but those are fun too. Yeah, it was on another. It was on a friend's post. But and, that's um, like an audience thing, though. Yeah. You're actually talking to the audience in that aspect. Although maybe you maybe you're not. You no, like I, punching people. That's your in the thing. Face. I don't. Yeah, I don't really. I don't go into. I don't take that te- that uh, perspective but you know i was just the guy was it's it, it certain topics and things like if you say certain things then i i'll probably answer that uh briefly but i don't i don't look for you know discussions to have on social <laughs> media i don't go searching for that or get into things now i see stuff and i'll have like i'll have a thought or a, a comment that, boy i'd sure like to say this but i i just don't but certain things 
um, like this guy, you, you know, we need a race war, like is what the guy said. You know, s- stuff like what? that. Um, I usually try to answer and, and just like if it looks like a guy that this guy might be just emotional and angry and seeing stuff and being manipulated, then I say a few things. And then, you know, it turns out you're some neo-Nazi or black nationalist lunatic, then, you know, I, I don't. I don't continue that kind of thing. So I don't, there's too much to do for me to waste all my day arguing with idiots on social media. I don't, yeah, and I, like I, I don't said, have I don't, that kind of spare time. And I, I, mean, I don't you do usually, stuff pretty quickly and you don't Yeah, like you, you, so you have the ability, you just like do this as you go and you're doing other stuff for me. I, I can't multitask with social media. <laughs> I get focused on it. And if I have, you know, if I, if I go three over three exchanges into that, You're I'm swapping in. addresses. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this is where I live, or this is a landmark <laughs> close to where I live. Come say that in person. <laughs> so I don't, I, I just, there's, I got a really short kind of window to, to test whether is this a person who wants to have a conversation, or this, or is this a person I need to beat the hell out of? So that's kind of. That's kind of me with social just media. Just to, to let you guys in on a little little clue, you know, JC and I, JC, I don't you, I don't know if you've done the math yet, but our anniversary is coming up. Mm-hmm. We're going to be married for twenty four years this year. Yeah, twenty four years in twenty four years, JC. You know, I'm married. People, you got this little thing going on. Sometimes you don't have to say things, right? And get it. And and we have this saying that started early on. Yet uh, this guy caught a case of he don't know, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's that's how we describe how JC deals with people sometimes. This dude got a case that he don't know. <laughs> and yeah. and basically there's like a whole sentence that goes with that which I won't repeat on the air, but Yeah, I'm <laughs> I mean I'm all about debate <laughs> and that sort of thing, but you you start bowing up like like that? Nah. That's a whole I j- it's just how I grew up. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not I'm not advocating that. <laughs> But, you know, I grew up I grew up in kind of rough area. And that's I mean, you know, some of you guys know what I'm talking about. It's just what it is. I don't have tolerance for that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it is kind of funny. But like I said, I love I like playing. I, I like playing the games with them for a certain period of time. But but it's like you said, JC, um I think some people have problems with trolls because, you know, with you, it's like three exchanges in and then you're like, here's where I live. Let's go have some coffee. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of people, it's like three things in and then they're sucked in and it becomes a black hole of time and and brain cells and energy. And I think the key to playing with trolls is learning when to cut bait. Because sometimes they don't run, right? Sometimes it's their job to occupy you out of your life, out of what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, see, and that's... So you can't get sucked in to the black hole. I guess that's another part of... You gotta know, right. You gotta know going into it. You gotta know going into it when you're gonna check out. Yeah, so I don't get, I don't get emotional Mm -mm, to the extent of... Like get drawn into a name calling thing because yeah. I don't. Again, that's just how we came up. I mm-hmm. don't. Why? 
Let me just be very honest. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, no, not JC being uh, honest. We don't want that. <laughs> I like the fight, right? I, you know, if so, if you come at me like, if you come at me with this sort of threatening thing, I'm going to beat you. I'll be like, yeah, awesome, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. Just Please. a little insight. You know, JC so. was a brawler growing up. And, you know, I mean, he actually, he is born again. He is a child of God. But it's like those preachers, you know, you remember the whole Waffle House thing. Oh, yeah. The people <laughs> fighting in the parking lot. You remember the, the, the one preacher there he w- were watching the fight and he goes, why do I like this so much? You know, I mean, that's. <laughs> That's it's it's no thing. You know, you want to punch me in the face like I I grew up enjoying that. So that's that's that doesn't bother me. Right. There's a reason why we watch UFC every weekend. So but I but I so I don't like like if we're not actually going to fight. Why am I wasting my time yelling at you? I like I for the way I came up, that's a prelude to let's get it on. So why? and, And we don't. We didn't spend a lot of time. Let's get it on. Trying to get to that point, <laughs> right? Most time when I grew up, like you would just Let's see one another, get it on. and we'd start throwing blows with no words whatsoever. So I'm not a guy that like I don't like to get into arguments. I'm I'm like okay if you if you've made it clear that you're threatening me, then let's just let's go ahead and quit the foreplay, <laughs> and let's let's go where you're headed. Yeah. So <laughs> why would just cut to the chase? There's no yeah. point in even running around and trying to figure out what's going on. Right. We already know where this and is I'm going. Not, <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not. A, <laughs> I mean, maybe this sounds crazy. I'm not a violent person in the sense of I'm not. I don't go around looking for fights, but it's just something that clicks in me. If you're going to start it, I'm going to finish it. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not like shy of like. Whoa, I didn't know you wanted to fight. My bad, bro. I'm it's the opposite with me. Like you may beat the crap out of me, but the crazy thing is I might enjoy that cuz <laughs> I mean it's just how we came up. So I I don't so I can't relate oh, man. to to these little nincompoops, uh keyboard warriors running their mouth like that. First of all, cuz you wouldn't say all that in person. Right? Mm-hmm. I want to I want Patrick to come to a meeting and Patrick you say that stuff to my wife while I'm standing there <laughs> you know what I mean so these yeah, little right, these right, little right. wussy coward little panty waist little twits would not say that stuff uh in person right so you know I don't yeah can you imagine I don't have time Patrick- for people like that I don't have respect for people <laughs> like that you know yeah can you imagine Patrick walking up to me in a meeting and saying you know all those Using all those words that he yeah, used in I, writing. No, all those words. No, no. You wouldn't get past <laughs> a couple of those words, bro. No, you you wouldn't use all those words. You would not be able to get that far. Well, all those words. You might you might get one or two out of your mouth. <laughs> but, but what's funny is in the chat that, room. That whole script. No, nah, we're not getting that far. What's, what's funny. Well, what's funny one is. One of us going to get quiet. Even if we were alone, he wouldn't have got that whole script with me standing there. So yeah. I don't think that I could have. What is that? What is the one preacher said? I I think I could probably throw two or three yeah. blows before the Lord would you. convict me. Yeah. <laughs> but we times. got in the chat room up there going people saying, hey, Chris, Annie blocked you, but he didn't block all of us. You know, so right. <laughs> you have right. you got that going on, right? 
right? Yeah. And I'm not. I'm, and I, I don't. I'm not trying to sound like a tough guy. I, I'm not. I'm not that guy. You know, I, there's there's always. You know, one thing we learned early on in the streets, man. There's always somebody better than you out there. Right. So we didn't walk around like, you know, we were tough guys. But, you know, some of you guys, I mean, I think we have real men and, you know, tough ladies, too, in our chat room. Absolutely. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's, Warriors. I don't, that's you know, what we are. It's not looking for trouble, but you handle your business. You know what I mean? But I was never under illu- any illusion that I could take everybody, whatever. But I just, again, I have no respect <laughs> for these kind of people you it's like that guy that got shot in kenosha you know trying to be sympathetic to that guy and you know poor him no he was a filthy dirtbag who 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 was a a a pedophile and and a wife beater you know whatever uh i don't have respect for people like that and that's so many of these antifa types that you hear just a bunch of loud mouth uh you know little sissy boys little little soy boys running their mouth and that's how it is. And it's even worse when they can hide behind, you know, a keyboard, hide behind the screen. And um, there's such hypocrisy. Again, as I said, they'll come out in public and, you know, try to be feminist. And I'm, you know, all this anti-misogyny and whatever. So <laughs> Isidor says, I always say you better kill me because if I ever get back up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the old the old broomstick nunchucks, boy. Remember Man, we made a bunch of those. Remember those days? So I, I just wanted to tell everybody I'm excited. I have a new T-shirt on today. It's not a kid show today. I yeah, guess. not. A, yeah. So I have a new T-shirt on today. Make liberty great again. The T-shirt shop is running, JC. Excuse me. <laughs> the T-shirt shop is running quickly. I ordered these T-shirts, and I ordered like a whole box of them. Yeah. And they came really, really quickly. And I love this. Make liberty great again. It, I love it when you take words and play on them because this is like my favorite, uh, my favorite mug. I want I want to show so you. So anyway, this this, is, is, this show is about the right to self defense. No, it's it's actually first about law of liberty. Yeah, first law of liberty, right? Make me coffee again. I love this mug. I think this mug is hilarious, JC, and I love this mug. So GodGunsLiberty.com. Uh, I saw you put some new T-shirts up there. Do you know where the you want to yeah, show them? We're gonna them talk about something tonight. Yeah, we're gonna talk okay. about something, but we're gonna <laughs> show people the T-shirts. Yeah. Uh, GodGunsLiberty.com. All souls matter. That's a nice one. It's actually Amen. pretty, JC. It's got like little gold tone yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. I like that. I still think you still need to go and get the Make Me Coffee Again mug. I think that's really really cool. So. Uh, This is an article that I came across, which is really online. I mean, whether you realize it or not, we're talking about the free marketplace of ideas. We're Mm -hmm. talking about communication. We're talking about freedom of speech. And so I have this this article, How Silence is Violence, How Silence is is Violence, Silence and Violence is, is in quotations, Threatens True Free Speech and Public Civility. And I thought this was a really interesting discussion um, because it's about the slogan, silence is violence, and uh, it's part of this all lives matter thing and, or, or what black, black, lives, lives black lives matter and all so that. So what does that mean? What is silence is violence? What does that mean? It means if you are silent about, this is the meaning Their they attach agenda. to it. 
No. So you have to yeah, agree yeah, with yeah. them and speak out right. with them. Right. Because so the meaning okay. they, you know, there's always two meanings, right? Mm-hmm. So the narrative for the unsuspecting is if you're silent about injustice in the world, you are a contributor to the injustice of the world. Yeah. Right. No, that that's makes w- sense. That's what they sell to people. But in reality, it's what you said. Either you tote our wagon or uh, you deserve to be killed. You deserve to be killed and have your property burned like everybody else. Exactly. That's exactly so right. It's more the group guilt mentality. It's it's a it's the collectivist mentality right that we right. mentioned the other day so you showed you you showed the um thing on the wall forget what it said now but there was that uh graffiti yes on the wall in portland that had that had to do about uh burning down other people's uh, burning down the stuff right so right right like, exactly and i think those were the words yeah i, I can't burn remember it down exactly, or something but, yeah but the idea was uh, because the a business they decided the, the the business owner is guilty, right? Because he's part of some group. He's either white or he's rich, or he supports capitalism or whatever it is, right? So it justifies their immoral action. Exactly, and it's the and same. So it's with, the same thing with Senator Rand Paul. Right. Yeah. So every so, everybody's guilty. So even though you in particular may not have uh, violated anybody else's rights, you didn't own a slave. You haven't killed a black person, shot him in the back. You haven't attacked uh, anybody of uh, another skin color or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you don't repeat their agenda, then it's as if you're guilty of all of those things. They can just lump you in with everybody else so that's a collectivist mentality yeah. by the way it's the same this is that was discussion i was having today on ig when the guy says let's have a race war is what he said mm-hmm. well that's this very same mentality it's right the, it's the same collectivist thought framework so he says you know uh so this black guy shot this white kid little kid baby or whatever in the head i said yes this one individual shot that person not every individual that looks like him is right. guilty of that act. Right. So, and this guy was, you look at his, his account, it's MAGA, pro-Trump, you know, I'm a conservative, blah, blah, blah. So these people with this mentality, it's the same collectivist thought process of group identity, group guilt, mm-hmm. collectivist thought. Right. And that's exactly, JC, what we're talking about here. Uh, whether, whether, you know, I mean, in a, in a lesser perspective, the way Patrick was treating me, he identified me as a certain group. What do you say? You're like, you're like, you're like, you're like, you're kind. Right. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and what is that kind? And this is how this works. Now, this is the same article. Uh, and here's what I want, want to say about this as well. This is not just simply. To capture the unsuspecting, you know, silence is violence or, you know, just silence is guilt kind of thing. Uh, But and you deserve to get this. But more so, JC, what this is, is a defense. I am justified Mm -hmm. in what I'm doing because you won't tote my cart and you won't tote my cart and you're part of this group. You're part of this this 
thing that I can visually identify you with. Yeah, it's a caricature. So So I am justified. They're caricature of some group that they've created, defined in their own mind. I am justified to commit acts of violence on you. Because you're a member of that group. Because. And therefore complicit and guilty. Because you are not engaged in the defense of social justice. Yeah. Which in translate, as you said, you're not in my group. But it's also, it is also, like you said, just it's sort of a gimmick because then when you go to what the crafters of this message actually teach and say, there is no amount of speaking out that mm-hmm. you can do to uh, basically uh, expunge your guilt. Right, exactly. You, you you will be complicit no matter what you do. So right. this is really that it's a uh, sort of method of shaming, uh, guilt tripping, so that mm-hmm. you will basically contribute to their cause uh, with money, resources, your time, your help, help them burn things down. But you're, this doesn't give you inclusion. Right. Because inclusion is not. It's unachievable. It's right. It's unachievable. You can't meet the standard. You can't meet their standard. We learned that from the white fragility teaching. Yes. So it doesn't matter what you do. So this is this is just slick marketing. Uh, If you buy into it, you've been hoodwinked. Yeah. And that's what people think they do. They do buckle under this guilt trip. So I went along with. I went through this study, JC, and I found. I found all of these. Why is this not working? I found all these articles. When free speech becomes political weapons, and uh, goodness gracious! Ah, sorry. There we go. Uh, when when uh, when political speech becomes uh, when free speech becomes a political weapon. Here's one: the myth of the free speech crisis. All of these things have to do with the liberals who are not engaging in the um uh, the 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 conservatives who are not engaging in the right speech with liberals you're not saying the right things so we need to kick you off our campus uh actually it's the and now you mentioned this the other day with the use of this words the the uh trump violence and Yeah, Trump riots. The Trump riots, right? So now they're in this whole mode to to flip it, Mm -hmm. and so all these articles that I ran across, JC, are about how the right and the conservatives are weaponizing speech by wanting to protect. They say they're trying to protect free speech, but what they're really doing is weaponizing speech to make us feel bad and Mm -hmm. to force us to react, right? They're forcing us with their speech to make us violent. Right. Right? Yeah. No, that's that's the whole basis of the new spin, that they want to pin what's going on. Like, if you hear uh, Trump's campaign manager and... Or excuse me, Biden's you campaign manager. You made me do it. Uh, where people are criticizing what's going on with the with the riots and the looting and all that sort of thing, and she will say, "Yeah, but this is Trump's America." Right. It, it, it's how how is how is more of Trump gonna fix anything? Because this is what this is Trump's riots. So, which is pretty slick because then. As the opposition 
I can go I can go just burn the city down and say, well, it's he, Trump's he fault. made me do it. Had had he not been in office, I wouldn't do this. It's all his fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, as if as if, you know, <laughs> all of these people we see burning down the businesses are Trump voters. Right. Well, or not Mag- only that. MAGA nation or whatever. But you don't it. see the burning it's down ridiculous. of businesses in cities that are populated by Trump voters. Right. These all of this is happening in Democrat controlled cities. Now, you know, I don't get into the whole Democrat Republican thing. But when you can see a significant identifying point, you have to be able to classify it in that way. Right. And it's 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 not happening in in Ladue. No. And it seems like it has to do with their approach to um to the law, to enforcing the law, mm-hmm. where it's a real hands-off. You can be completely lawless. Oh, but it's if brilliant. you promote their agenda, and so that this and and then you know the sort of bizarre things where you see the cities of we need to decriminalize, you know, everything and take this touchy-feely thing. So, which you know, decriminalizing over-criminalized things is a good idea, but they take it to the extreme of just. Anything goes lawlessness for the people who are on their side, let's right, say. So right. if, for instance, a conservative was found burning something down, uh, you would be prosecuted very stringently. But if, again, you see BLM, Antifa, whatever, it's been hands off in these Democratic okay, cities. Well, again, and the I think rich a lot of the plan is, to, is for exactly what they're doing now. Yeah. Once November, because we didn't hear this. Now that we're approaching the sort of critical time of the election, now that narrative is trotted out. So it's as if they've allowed this stuff to continue, continue, continue. Don't do anything about it until we get close to the election. Then we can say, well, the reason we're having all this chaos is because of Trump. Well, I think it's brilliant because they've allowed all the chaos to continue. They've allowed the violence. We're not going to do anything about it unless you're like rich lawyers who live in a rich neighborhood and you want to protect your house, then we're going to prosecute you. But uh, then you have all of this violence that's continued, the pull off the, you know, defund the police, pull the police back. You have this this nice gift wrapped uh, crisis in front of you that now you can say, oh, well, it's not my fault that we weren't enforcing the law. It's not my fault that we weren't protecting the businesses. It's Trump's fault because the violence happened to begin with. Yeah, it's and, brilliant. I think it's absolutely right. brilliant. Well, and one of the criticisms um, toward the president is is he's not a peacemaker. I mean, clearly, right? He he doesn't. Let, you don't see that him giving some kind of flowery speech calling for unity. Okay, he doesn't. No. Uh, would it be nice to have a president that would do that? Sure. But that's but, not what got Trump elected. No, but <laughs> just saying. But it goes to your point of. Okay, so this guy is not out calling for unity. He could, what did they, like one of the ladies said the other day, he could, he could lower the heat. He's not lowering the heat. But it goes back to that same thing of, of okay, so because Trump's not saying something, that's why you're burning down businesses? Well, it's a so complete it, it's a, void it, of personal responsibility and is. personal accountability. I'm not responsible for burning down right. the donut shop. I'm not responsible yeah. for, for destroying the auto zone. because he's not a peacemaker. Which, I mean, it could be a valid... So a valid criticism is Trump's not a peacemaker. Right. He's, he's, not, he's not using the platform in that manner. Okay, he's not. But that's not the same thing as saying... 
that's the reason why I burned down this this Walgreens. Right. Uh, but that's how they're trying to make the connection. Would would we be better off uh, if we had a president who was the peacemaker? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe not, because then you have to go back to the agenda. What's the agenda? Right. So to me, all of that is pretense. To criticize Trump as being bombastic and not turning down the heat, uh, that to me is pretense. Because, again, mm-hmm. do the research, go to BLM's own writings, go to revolutionary abolitionist movement's writings, go to Antifa pages, their writings, their group. It has nothing to do with that. Their entire agenda I mean, the whole the book that lays out their ideology is called Burn Down America, the American Plantation. Right. Burn it down. Burn it down. So we and you're talking about forming groups. They wrote books, created websites, put all this stuff on the website. They have newsletters, papers, messages, all this. So now if Trump walks out and go, guys, we have to come together. We need unity. They go, "Okay, guys, close down the websites, burn all the books. We really didn't mean all this stuff that we wrote. Trump's being a peacemaker. So all bets are off. We no longer believe this. This is no longer the agenda. What idiot actually believes that that would happen? Right. So all of this stuff may sound good. Uh, he's not a peacemaker. You know, he he could calm this down if he would just say nice stuff. That sounds good. No, but that's not the reality. No, because here's the thing. You Trump saw didn't create this. these people. Yeah. He's not going to uncreate them by by saying nice but things. But you can see this on an individual in a, in a smaller perspective, you know, not like the macro level, but the micro level in the conversation that I had with Patrick. I was trying to be a peacemaker. I was trying to speak to him calmly. I was trying to speak to him intelligently. And there was no speaking to him. He is the he is an, he is the epitome of, of what this group is, right? Yeah. They they just are vile people that want to spout vile things. They want to be violent. They want to have violence. They want to burn things down. They want to steal things. They want to burn down America. That's what they want to do. That's who they are. And the media profits yeah, and he, and off he does, this. And I'm not saying he doesn't say unite and whatever. Yeah, yeah he does that. Uh, but it's that's not his, you know, right. His sort of standard thing. He's gonna get on Twitter and blast somebody, and you know, and and throw insults and whatever. And fine, you know what? Do it. Knock yourself out. My point is, he's not causing this. He's not. It, it's not because of his obnoxious. T- you know, because somebody thinks his tweets obnoxious or whatever. Mm-hmm. Trump's tweeting did not create BLM, Antifa, and the revolutionary abolitionist move. Right. He didn't create this. And by, by the way... By his speech, he's not going to uncreate it by by yeah. saying whatever whatever thing they imagine, whatever the, the media no. imagines that he could say. It's all fodder. It's all fake. magically make it all mm-hmm. go away. So no, the people on the right, the, these never-Trumpers who are buying into this, and even my libertarian brethren who buy into that narrative of... Of, well, if Trump would be the peacemaker, that's utter nonsense. You cannot possibly be that naive to think these people are going to, you know, roll up their tent because Trump okay. says some flowery. If thing. you think that they're going to roll up their tent and go home if Trump is not elected. And right. you, it, that is naive as well. These people are not about Trump. 
they Trump is is a useful platform for them right now. They are about destroying America. They wrote what they wrote in 2013. Yeah. Trump was not president in 2013. They wrote their manifesto in 2013. Right. And, so they're and another, not going away. They're going to find right. another another useful platform well, this, to this, launch off of. This doesn't even speak to the hypocrisy of these leftist Democrats saying, you know, you should be peacemaker, make nice. That, that's the whole duplicity of like the, the, the CNN reporter standing in front of a flaming building and saying, oh, they're mostly yeah. peaceful. No, and that's that's the duplicity of it. Right. You, you give some little speech over here of. I don't even know what they're what they are possibly talking about, mm-hmm. because these these Democrats and the leftists go go on the airwaves every day with their nasty uh, inc- inciting violence, their disgusting speech. I mean, so it's just the height of hypocrisy to even try to push that narrative. But I, I guess the people that I scratch my head about are the so-called conservatives and uh, and libertarians who are buying into that mm-hmm. like oh it was so cuz this was the George Bush thing the new tone right. remember the George Bush George W with the new tone mm-hmm. and he had some lunatic notion that he was going to come in and be nice milk toast you know don't hurt anybody's feelings and all of a sudden the the nature of these Marxists was going to magically change and they were going to repent and become something else. So it, it's that same thought process so that and here we are conservatives today. and libertarians are still buying into that nonsense is he- mind boggling. And here we are me. today and they're worse now than ever. So, you know, yeah. Hey, I want to just a little housekeeping, guys, just to remind you while you're here, make sure you hit that thumbs up. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you ring the bell if you're in YouTube because you won't get notifications if you don't do that. I mean, even if you do it, you're not going to get notifications probably. But make sure you do those things for us right now while you're listening. Hit that share button on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, on YouTube and share it because YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter are not sending out our broadcasts the way they do everybody else's. Well, I mean, you know, people who... Who, who don't speak truth, they, they send those out, but they don't for us. Uh, so make sure you do those things for us. I have one last thing before we go, JC, one of those history moments that I just need to hop in real quick and correct. So you have this, we have this article um, that, that <laughs> came up, how a political dispute over the early American postal system could have jeopardized the whole U.S. Constitution. I came, this is like Time, right? This is Time's <laughs> online magazine thing. I want to point out something to you, JC. What is the, what is the classification of this article? History opinion. I, what does that mean? I, what does that mean? Is it history or is, is it opinion? Because <laughs> you know what? You can't be both. You can have an opinion about a lot of stuff, but history actually happened. So or they didn't. It's their opinion about history? I, I guess, but it's completely fake. So, you know, JC, I'm not a trained journalist, as <laughs> Diane Feinstein said. I don't have journalistic bona fide credentials. And Mr. Patrick probably wouldn't want to hear from me because I don't have a degree in journalism. But I read this article and it made me scratch my head and I was like, what the heck? 
So what's interesting, just to give you the basic rundown of this article, there's this postmaster general named Ebenezer Hazard, okay? And there's this whole group of people who just love Ebenezer Hazard. And he's like one of the forgotten founding fathers. And and he came and he saved the Postal Service. He actually, uh, this was during the Articles of Confederation, he gave the federal government income through the Postal Service when Congress was, was unable to pass taxes to get money and that sort of thing. And the whole thing boils down to this crux of the story. Um, while Ebenezer Hazard was postmaster, he switched from from uh, horse and carriages to carrying mail to individual riders like the Pony Express. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was to save money or to whatever. Well, what happened was when he switched over. Now, this is the story that that time is telling. It's not actually the truth. It's you know how they have grains of truth. but mm-hmm. They're not all truth. Right. So he switched over. Now, remember, Ebenezer Hazard was all about making money. Okay. Sure. So that's what he was about. So when he switched over from the stagecoaches to the horse, individual horse carriers, what happened was the stagecoaches were allowing the newspapers to throw their newspapers on the stagecoach with no cost at all because they had extra space. But with the postmen who are now riding on horses, they don't have the extra space. So Ebenezer Hazard tells the newspapers, I'm sorry, we're not going to be carrying your stuff for free anymore. If you want our postman, our horse riders, our postman on horseback to carry, you're going to have to pay the fees like everybody else. So what? So the, the newspapers are like, oh, freedom of press, you're discriminating, blah, 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 right? Well, it just so happens at this time, We're also in the middle of the debate on the ratification of the Constitution. Well, the Federalist Papers and the Anti-Federalist Papers go out through the newspapers. So in this Time magazine article, they, they say, number one, that George Washington's claim to fame was the ratification of the Constitution. That is like reaching to Pluto. You know, I have no idea where they get this. But they say that it was because of the fact that Ebenezer was politically motivated to stop the Federalist and Anti-Federalist discussion because he didn't like the new Constitution or some ridiculous stuff like that. And it was George Washington who fired Ebenezer Hazard, which got the newspapers back publishing their stuff. They went back to the stagecoaches. Now, the narrative is that, uh, that Washington just fired Ebenezer Hazard. He didn't even communicate with him. He didn't even talk to him. He just says, this guy is interfering with my claim. This is what Time says. This Ebenezer Hazard is interfering with my claim to fame. If we don't get a constitution, then I'll never be famous. Right? This is the th- <laughs> right, seriously. If I don't get the, if we don't do this... You know, and anybody who reads Washington knows because the first thing I'm doing when I'm doing my investigative journalism, I'm searching communications between Washington and Ebenezer Hazard. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for this because they're all like, here's what it says. At a time when the future of democracy is at stake. 
The last thing you need all the uh, need are sudden and ill-considered changes to the postal system undermining an essential element of popular governance. Or at least that's what George Washington thought. Okay, I'm thinking if you're going to make a specific statement like that and then attribute it to George Washington, you're going to have to give me something. You're going to have to give me a quote, a letter, make some crap up, <laughs> right? I don't know. But you're going to have to do something. So I actually even went and clicked on this little link. This link has nothing to do with the story. It's like a biography of George Washington. So don't click on it if you go to this, right? So let me just tell you what I did. I went on a little search to find out about Ebenezer Hazard and George Washington. Mm -hmm. I came across this other article. And it talked more about, I got a little bit more information about this. He even says, this guy, uh, this is actually Rob Nadelson, by the way. So Rob Nadelson also says, the timing of the delivery snafu could not have been worse. It occurred at the height of the debates over the Constitution when Americans eagerly sought news from other parts of the country. He says, George Washington was among those upset being elected president, he refused to allow Hazard to continue as postmaster general. In fact, Washington failed to notify Hazard he was being replaced or even to respond to his letters. Ha letters. Hazard learned in the streets that he'd lost his job. So Nadelson is actually bringing back the narrative. I think that, you know, I don't know which order they're in, but er, delivering the same narrative that Washington was politically motivated to fire Hazard, Ebenezer Hazard. So look what I found, JC. Look at what I found. I found a letter from George Washington to Ebenezer Hazard written July 17, 1789. Washington is writing Hazard and saying, hey, we got the financial reports from the post office. But what's amazing is a profit that we know of $39.98.5 is missing from your report, right? So I'm, I'm seeing this is gone. I want to know where it is. Well, it turns out the history actually tells us that Whatever was happening with Ebenezer Hazard, Ebenezer Hazard had actually misplaced $12,029 between the years 1784 and 1788. Misplaced. Misplaced, right? So let me just give you an idea. Washington, That's a lot of money in 1789. Yeah, I, I, did, I did it. I did it, actually. I found a conversion program, right? So Washington is saying to Hazard... Uh, dude, we know something sneaky's going on here. You've got all I'm asking is show me where this thirty nine ninety and ninety eight comes from. Show me from. the money. Show me the money, right? Remember, he was creating huge profits for the U.S. government through the postal service, but now we've got this money missing. Now watch this, right? So, what I found a conversion thing. $39.98 is worth $1,717.14 today, right? $1,177. Yeah, $1,177.14 today. But remember, 
the bottom line number that once all the facts came in, mm-hmm. all the reports, you can actually go, the, the reports are on record, right? Was $12,029. $12,029 is $354,000. Okay. Hazard had lost $354,173.40. So the point of the article is, had it not been for this guy, we wouldn't have had a America or... If it, if it weren't for the post office, if it America weren't for the exist. post office, and uh, and and the president who supported the post office, there would be no Constitution of the United States. Okay, so the spin, uh, I see. The, you see the it? spin is you see it because Trump George, won't fund the post office. George Washington knew that Hazard was endangering the existence of the post office and manipulating the. manipulating the ratification, the politics of the ratification of the Constitution. And Washington knew America couldn't exist without a post office, so he fired him. Right. And thus, Washington, through the post office, saved America. Yes! That's the spin of these articles. When in reality, Washington fired Hazard because... $354,000 $354,000 went missing under his watch, and Hazard couldn't come up with it. And this creative history from Time magazine just coincidentally coincides with Trump bringing attention to the post office and the potential for uh, election fraud and then says, get your house in order, and then therefore is threatening the post office and so then time writes a message that says man if it weren't for the post office you wouldn't even have a america wouldn't exist america wouldn't exist enjoy even george washington understood that a great president would understand that a great president like george washington this was obvious to a guy who was very qualified to be president never mind never mind the article six months ago in time (laughs) magazine about how washington was not qualified to be president because he was a slave owner Right. right And and hated black people. But now Washington was qualified to be president, maybe the best president ever, because he recognized that the post office is necessary for the election of America. I I wonder. You see how this is. And look, JC. I wonder what what anti-Trump article is in that same issue. I wonder, like, you read that article and then when you if you go to the next next article in the issue, I wonder I wonder what it would be. Seriously, you know, all this stuff's crafted. Okay, you know. so I am not an <laughs> investigative journalist. Oh, I find a stinking art a letter, not mm. only a letter from George Washington to Hazard. Remember, both of those articles, even Nadelson said Jeff uh, Washington yeah. never communicated yeah. never with communicated. Hazard. Never communicated. Never mm. communicated. Here is a letter that happened simultaneously with the firing of Hazard. And in this letter, I'll just give you the full web page here, is actually, this is on the foundersarchives.gov, okay? Foundersarchives.gov that explains the history, right? (laughs) Hazard had already applied for a continuation of his post under the new government. 
his chances of reappointment were not enhanced by the considerable criticism that arose during the 1980s over some of his policies in the post office, his switching from the stagecoaches to the things. But he sealed the deal by losing $354,000. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying the dude's or, a criminal. Or Washington rescued the post office so that there'd be an America. I'm just I'm just ticked off, Could JC. Be that. I'm I'm just ticked <laughs> off because you've got people that are supposed to be Time magazine, they're supposed to be the elite in investigative journalists of American eras. Are gone if they ever even existed. Do you know it took me less than an hour and a half to do this? Mm-hmm. Less than an hour and a half. Do you know how it probably took them longer to write that fiction? It probably took them longer to write that fiction than it was for me to find the facts. Do you know how many Americans are going to do that? Well, that's why we're important. (laughs) That's why those of you who are watching, you know the truth. You know the truth, right? No, it's just, it's me creating facts, right? That's what Patrick said. I'm just creating facts. These are creating my facts, uh, this stuff ticks me off, JC. Call me crazy. But these this stuff ticks me off. Mm. I don't I don't get this. How can you go now the problem is, JC, how many of these people are gonna run around? Right? Because the whole narrative is, oh, Time magazine said it, right? Time magazine printed it, it must be true. Rob Nadelson printed it. My God, goodness gracious, that must have been in a direct anointing from God himself. No, but he doesn't. He's not making the the point that George Washington was motivated to save the post office because he knew that America couldn't exist without a post office. That's, no, that's not his message. No, no. His message was more of just describing the describing the event. The event. With a little bit of a political thing in mm. there. But still, Mr. Nadelson. But Time's narrative is, is crafted to, yeah. to, as a juxtaposition to President Trump and the issues with the post office, which, which specifically relate to um, voter fraud. Yeah, but see, here's Nadelson's thing. <laughs> so we got to cover for that. I mean, ultimately, ultimately, the Democrats have to cover for continued voter fraud that's really that's really the purpose of the article and so they you got a bunch of eggheads from academia there at at times so they're they're able i mean they have these so-called historians on staff so they're able to write this blatant political claptrap in very academic history sounding language uh and and take enough take enough of the pieces of the story. So if you did sort of a cursory search of this, mm-hmm. you would see kind of the mountaintop elements that they include in the story. You have to actually get in and read the letter. First off, no, there is a letter when they've right. said in both places, no such communication no existed commu- between yeah. these two. But you have indication in Washington's letter of what the communication that went back and forth right, was. Because exactly. apparently um, Hazard also wrote to him because Washington mentions the letter, his response to a letter that yeah. Hazard sent him, mm-hmm. which they don't have a record of the letter. But that says right there, yes, there was communication between these two. 
And though he may not have found out he was fired specifically, it's like, okay, is this is this news? Well, the idea they that were tracking Je- you down that Washington is confronting on you. you on money that you lost. You know, hey, I'm trying yeah. to give you a heads up, dude. On to At you. least tell me where the thirty nine dollars is. Right. At least tell me where the thirty nine dollars is. Yes. Yeah, like one of and those then, you tip know, of the iceberg letters. Like, right. Hey, I noticed thirty nine dollars missing. Like, hey, we know there's more going on. Yeah. You, you want to take this opportunity to come clean and fix this or do I need to send you a second letter? Right. That's kind of the tone of that letter. But but then, you know, to that the, the second thing is it shows the motivation had to do with embezzlement. Yes. Not George Washington's belief, number one, that he needed to be famous and <laughs> and the loss of a postal service Thank was you, going to uh, ruin his chances to be famous in addition to destroying America because America can't exist without a post office. So the fake, what's the fake part? That's all the fake part. Yeah, and that's a good and point, David. Why, where will if I post this, where will be the fact checkers? Where will the Facebook fact checkers be? Where will be the mm-hmm. Twitter fact checkers on this one, right? Well, what's interesting is Time magazine wrote it. Time's actually part of the fact fact checking group. Yeah, the Nadelson right? so, ar- article was an, was another article. So, oh, was it? So oh, was it Nadelson? No, I'm saying that's oh. that's not the Time. Oh, no, no, no. The, the Na- Time didn't write Nadelson. Article was not Nadelson. Yeah, no. The Times article was written by uh, Robert W.T. Martin. Robert W.T. Martin uh, is the Times article guy. And so, uh, which you click on it, it doesn't tell you anything. Maybe that's the only article he ever wrote for Time. But anyway, so, so no it wasn't Nadelson. But Nadelson, I think that I was, I probably jumped into the Nadelson article already irritated. And the fact that Nadelson ended, ended the article with what an important founder Ebenezer Hazard was and then said that uh yeah that's that's the last <laughs> the last line because today of all the money he stole yeah, today right. Ebenezer Hazard is acknowledged as first, America's first historical editor and we should also acknowledge him as an important American founder mm-hmm. and but you know and and he also was not so he did other things yeah he did other important yeah. things. he did other besides embezzling things. he well, actually did some other stuff he was, he, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not going to charge the man don't, with a crime. Don't, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. Embezzlers need love, too. Inve- <sighs> Embezzle lives matter. So Not all embezzlers are bad. <laughs> not everyone who embezzles from the post office is bad. <laughs> right? But, you know, I mean, you, you obviously see the undertone there. Right? Nobody, he was never charged with the crime. But the history says, and this is something that Nadelson Park points out in his article, he had to actually move two states away. They w- nobody would hire him because in the, in the area they knew. Why am I going to hire some guy who lost $354,000? No, no the, the irony is he goes into the insurance business. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goes into the insurance business. That's hilarious. So, you, I mean, so become... Like he in the government, he was employed to be a postmaster, but was instead an embezzler. So why not actually become a professional <laughs> embezzler? 
Oh no! Now you're gonna. So he goes into the insurance inf- business. I- not all insurance people are. Make bezels. your make your profession match your activity. So this is, but see, this is the this is the point that I'm trying to make here, right? So the 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 haters call me names because I'm bringing you know truth, and nobody goes after these guys because they're the right kind of experts, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not really about being an expert, because when. Patrick asked me, you know, you need to have a science class. Okay, I have a degree in biochemistry. Is that enough? Well, I'm not the right kind of scientist, right? right? (laughs) Isn't that what they used to tell uh, um, Herman Cain? You're not the right kind of black guy? You know, I mean, it's you don't fit. What is that narrative? You don't fit in my... Well, because you're not toting my cart. So now I can come burn down your house. Now I can come slap you in the face. Because you're not the right kind of whatever cult of expert I'm looking for. Look, I'm just saying, when you see this stuff, take a minute to check it out, right? Take a minute to check it out because it's probably fake news, especially if it's coming from time. But I did think that was very ingenious of time to craft that article in such a way conveniently to do with the President of the United States and the Post Office. I thought that was absolutely incredible, you know? Ingenious on their part. And how many people are going to run around believing that garbage? Well, thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, We are so grateful to have you with us. And today is Monday, so we will see you again tomorrow. God bless.